Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. started guys i was just waiting for some more people to come on please as you come on please let us know where you're from and if somebody can just let me know if y'all can hear me okay cool cool well we gonna get started um appreciate you guys for tuning in um started welcome to the rising leader um which is our topic today um and i got my wife here and my daughter here um, say hey say here hey. <laughs> got them on um here tonight and uh, my wife's gonna be chiming in speaking with us um dialoguing with us about leaders tonight just a little bit but um uh, i'm so excited about tonight just um for the impartation and for um the revelation that we're going to receive tonight um i got my two good friends from houston texas um and uh they're on and i'm about to bring them on in um so we can 
Um, go ahead and get started. But without further ado, Jason and Jennifer Hall. Hey, we got them. Hey, we, hey, we can hear you. Doing? Good, good. Okay. It's working. Awesome. I'm going to turn just my volume down just a little bit. Um, cool. We still good? Yes. All right, cool. Awesome, awesome. Well, welcome, guys. Um, thanks. Thank you so much for uh, coming on um, and uh, for just lending your time um it's good to see you guys as always it's been a while it's been a minute we haven't seen well i haven't seen you guys in forever um uh, i know i've been talking to jason um almost it seems like every day through a phone but jen it's good to see you it's so good to see you too you too jasmine and baby girl so good to see you yeah yeah so Guys, this um, for those watching again, um, we're going to be talking about leadership, um, the rising leader, and um, my friends Jason and Jennifer, um, or our guests on tonight, as well as my wife, and uh, um, they're from Houston, Texas. They're pastors, um, they're um, community leaders, they're uh, um, you know, their father, mother. Um, all the above, but they're awesome people, um, awesome leaders in the community as well as in the church, um, in every every um, spectrum. Um, so I, I'm so glad that they were all able to come on tonight to kind of give us some wisdom um, on tonight about leadership. Uh, the whole purpose for tonight is just to not just encourage leaders, but to to really um, to really strengthen. I guess the mindset of a leader, the, the gift of the leader, um, the role of the leader, and there's so much going on in the world today, and there's so much happening, and we're in um, some trying times, and where there's trying times is uh, there, there's a leader on the rising, and um, the, there's just that much important and emphasis of leaders um you know taking their place and it's so important to um have leaders uh you know step into their role and and, and to uh, take their place um but again we're, we're gonna just jump right into it but before we do that uh jason um jen you guys just go ahead and just share with us just your background i mean what you guys are all about um, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'll start. Um, me and Jennifer, you know, we're very blessed to be married uh, about 14 and a half years. And, you know, we've known each other since high school. So a long time. Yeah. Known each other for many years and been friends, you know, before that. So we're very grateful for a foundational friendship uh, previous to our marriage. So we know each other a lot of years and been very blessed to um have five children as well so god has been really good to us um so we're from maryland i met devin um back in when devin was in high school yeah so, yeah so we known each other a very long time and I <laughs> <laughs> yes 
So, and then um, got the privilege of meeting Jasmine one time, traveling to Atlanta. So I'm very blessed that he has a, a wonderful, awesome wife, woman of God, and she's a leader as well. That's why she's here tonight. I'm so Jasmine. You know, I can't wait to see um, what God has in store. And so we go back and we were, basically me and my wife, we were youth pastors in, in churches before. Uh, we volunteered in the community. We've done some outreach efforts back in Maryland, Washington, D, Washington DC area. And, and, you know, we were always about ministry. We always want to serve and see how we can help our community. So although we were in the church, we were also very outwardly focused. And so we used to do in Maryland a lot of community events, a lot of um, volunteering and just helping out. Um, and Jennifer's mom actually is a community director in Maryland. So we used to volunteer a lot at her center and, and see how we can do ministry in various places, wherever God was calling us in, in our neighborhoods and where we live. So we always had the heart for the community, the heart for the church, of course, and how can it become one? And, and so from our first day in marriage, obviously we've always been in ministry. We've always wanted to serve. And so what we did was we had a, we had kind of a vision you know, and I'll let Jennifer share as we, we felt this calling to Texas. So we lived in Maryland most of our life. And, you know, that's pretty much mostly what we knew. We worked for government contracts in Maryland and stuff like that. And, you know, we've um, been blessed enough to have some decent jobs. And But we've grown, we've learned, and God gave us a vision. And so that's why we're here tonight to share kind of the vision of what God was showing us many years ago until we got to this place. And I'll let Jennifer share. Yeah, yeah. So as Jason said, and we've lived in Maryland all of our lives. And um, around 2013 or so, 2012, I'll say it was, we really began to feel this drawing um, to Texas. You guys know it's big, huge state. We had no idea anything about it, what location. Um, and we just began to pray. We didn't know what this was. And the funny thing about it was in the beginning of our marriage, Jason had mentioned, like, I just feel like we're going to end up in Texas one day. And it was something I totally brushed off and totally just denied and was like, yeah, whatever. We <laughs> just talking. And uh, so it was funny that now, all these years later, that this was coming back. And it just became like this resounding theme of our lives. Like everywhere we went, like it was these all these signs and stuff of Texas, random people that we didn't even really know coming up to us and talking to Texas. And so we began to pursue this thing in prayer. And um, God just began to reveal that there was something here, this is vision, and that, you know, he was calling us here to plant something and to do a work um, and to serve a people. And so in 2015, um, August, we packed what we could fit in a medium-sized U-Haul, and we uprooted our family and everything, and we moved here to Katy, Texas, is where God led us to. And so we've been here um, almost five years now in August. Um, it was the most difficult thing probably that we'd ever done. Um, hardest thing, um, but it's been the most rewarding, just walking in obedience to God um, and taking that leap of faith um, as uncomfortable as it was. Um, it's been an amazing ride, an amazing ride. And so, you know, you were in the beginning stages before we left and that you heard and you saw and so to be on the other side of this thing now and see what God is doing um, we're just grateful to be able to be used by him we're humbled um, so yeah 
we didn't we didn't know if we were, you know we came out here on faith we didn't know anybody we didn't have connections to jobs or anything so it was a real move of faith it was taking everything we owned and had and, and just moving you know with with children and a marriage and, and we trusted god you know we we didn't know what was going to come about but we knew we were supposed to be here so here we are almost five years later god allowed me to so we we wrote it down in 2013 so when you write the vision down and make it plain right so the vision we wrote was for a church a brand new church and it was also for a community development and it was also for business and interesting because all those things that we wrote down were a connection between uh, starting a new church, being involved in a community, and also starting a business. And all those things, five years later, have come to pass by the grace of God. Um, we have Dream Movement Church that we recently launched. We have, um, we have a bit, my wife is the is the CEO of, of No Reputation Apparel. So we have our own business. Um, we made, she made these shirts. <laughs> so, um, so she makes shirts, um, custom, you know, um, designs and different graphics. She's a graphic artist. So we're entrepreneurs as well. And also work as a community um, leader for Attack Poverty. So Attack Poverty is a nonprofit, a 5013C. Um, it exists to help people attack poverty in their life and communities um, through spiritual growth, education, revitalization, and basic needs. And so what we do is we operate globally and we help um, pockets of poverty all over the world uh, where God calls us. So we have different um, locations we call friends locations. And so we have things like GED, um, adult education programs with ESL. We also have after school programs for kids. We do community events and all sorts of things. We, our tech property also has a couple businesses underneath um, called Mercy Goods and also a coffee business. And so we do that. We provide jobs for youth and strengthen people. Um, it's just an amazing organization. Um, last year, I had the privilege of traveling to Uganda and um, preaching the gospel. And also we um, do revitalization projects in Uganda. We provided clean water, all sorts of things to empower communities. And so we're also in East Asia, India, and Houston is our headquarters. And we're in different parts of the country as God leads and guides this nonprofit. So what we did was we created Dream Movement as a partner. Um, and then we serve in one of the communities called Friends of Sundown that I am the current director of, that Dream Movement birthed out of that. So like, for example, we do stuff like have services. We have prayer walks through the neighborhood. Like this Saturday, we'll get, we're going in the neighborhood. We're praying for folks. We're declaring God's word. We're doing things like empowerment, after school programs with children, um, ESL, GED, all sorts of things that we can, we call it a hand up, not a, just a handout. We do food distributions via COVID, COVID-19. We do um, rental and mortgage, um, utility bill pay assistance. We get grants and all sorts of things. So our goal is to empower people. That's that's the whole mantra and vision of Dream Movement and our ministry. But that's not only just our ministry. That's our life. That's who we are. And so we we can say that you know we're community leaders. We we serve in the church. So when the church close the doors, we never close. Because our, our nonprofit, we just got stronger, more people got involved, we hit the streets, we, we're doing things out boots on the ground because our goal is to be the church. And that's why we say we are the movement. And so our church doors never close. We, we, we 
dispatch. God in this season is dispatching the people which are the church. So we're going door to door. We're praying. We're giving our neighbors food. We're doing whatever we can, whatever God has equipped us. So it, it may look different than just a service, but it's actually producing, being a service, being of service to people. And so that's that's the greatest um, lesson that I'm learning during the season and COVID and what we're doing in our ministries is saying that we need to be the church more than ever. We need to go out and we need to serve people right where they're at. That's awesome. Um, man, I mean, right there, guys, you, you said so much as far as your background and I'm glad you shared your story because, um, uh, I mean, since I've known you guys, you you both have been leaders. You, you both displayed um, and in exhibit fact the uh, characteristics of leadership, um, not just physically, but um, inside out. And one thing I wanted to ask, um, you know, you guys was how did you, where did you start? You know, that you just gave us a whole, <laughs> a whole list of what you guys yeah. did. This great things and um you know but I, i'm just thinking about the the one again our, our whole goal tonight is to really encourage and to build but to really touch the one that people don't know you mm. know that one leader that god is raising up that um people don't know yet uh, mm. and that god has kind of uh, um covered or hidden for such a time like this where um he wants to raise that person up um not to to you know to be in the glam and the, to have the glory and the fame as we see or see people uh in the front lines on the front lines but to really kind of um really display his character and, and really lead his people um I, just tell us i mean you know where did you guys start Wow, that's a that's a great question. That's a loaded question. That's great. Um, I want to share something and then I'll let Jennifer share. That's that's a great question. So, you know, it's interesting you ask because the biggest struggle for me personally when we moved to Houston was we didn't know anybody. Um, I I didn't I didn't have any influence. I didn't know anybody. There was no there was no one to lead. Nobody knew my name. Nobody knew her name. So we were coming in new. We were coming in fresh. There was no um, affiliations. There was nobody that could say, we launched you out here. It was only by the grace of God. So interestingly enough, all the influence, all the platforms, everything that, that we had were kind of taken away by God. And God said, I need you to come and just rest. So the first year we just came, the first year, year and a half, we just rested. And then we said, Lord, what do you want us to serve? And so we began just volunteering. God said, volunteer, find nonprofits, find organizations, find churches, find ministries, and just serve with no titles, with no name. Although I was already an ordained pastor when I came, but God said, just come and show up and begin to serve people. And don't try to don't try to let people know who you are or what you want to do. He said, just serve. So then I began to serve with Attack Poverty, interestingly enough, who I'm now on staff with for the last three years. But I just began to serve. And he said, serve this particular community that you're in. And so we just began to serve. We began to volunteer. We began to just say, Lord, what do you want us to do? It was the most vulnerable place 
of our entire life because we were used to having influence. We were used to people knowing our name. And so when we were in the East Coast back in Maryland, you know, there was a lot of notoriety. There was a lot of reputation. There was a lot of, you know, we were on the merge of really doing some amazing things and God stripped it. He stripped it entirely. He stripped all influence, all leadership, all power, all. And I was like, wow. You know, when we got here, I'm not gonna lie, I was struggling like, okay, what do you want us to do, Lord? You called us here. And I didn't know, you know, and he said, just serve. He said, find people to serve, find communities to serve. And then I'll show you through when you serve. I was, I was working at a job when I first, oh, go ahead. No, no, I, you said something that reminded me of our conversation. You were talking about guys stripping basically your reputation and everything, you know, of where you guys came from, um, your background uh, to a place that no, where nobody knew you, nobody could record your history. Um, just talk about, cause I'm thinking about uh, just as leaders, isn't that one of the things that we, uh, I guess, quality, I guess one of the things that we we maybe not need, but you know, good rep, a good reputation, isn't that vile um, or vile? Man, know, that's point? that's you huge. Know, I'm, I'm just glad. <laughs> I'm glad. Is <laughs> yeah. a reputation yeah. important in leadership? Yeah. Wow. So let me say this. So this is what the Lord said. He said um, in the scriptures, it talks about when Jesus, before he went to the cross. And one thing that he decided to do is, he said he was a man of no reputation. And he decided that he didn't want to be known for anything. You know, the opposite is in our natural leadership, we want to be known for something. But Jesus stripped his own reputation. He became a man of no reputation. I was like, wow, it's deep because most of us, we are, what we do has a reputation, but it's limited in the kingdom. It's limited when we create reputations for ourselves to be known for something in leadership, because now if I'm known as a great speaker, if I'm known as a preacher, if I'm known as this, then that's what people see me as. But when Jesus understood the principle of leadership, he was the greatest leader that ever lived. He said, I want to make myself of no reputation. So the Father can get that much glory. The Father could get more glory if if, if I'm not known for anything. If I'm not known, then then if I strip myself of reputation, now I can become used in a greater capacity. My God. so good i I know that people have reputations i understand in ministry people are known and you know we have famous you know a lot of people say uh man i want to make the name name of jesus famous right he just never wanted to be famous he wanted to be feared he never wanted to be famous he wanted to be feared that's why every time he performed a miracle he said don't don't tell anybody he, did, he, told, he said, don't tell nobody that I did it. <laughs> he, wow, wow. He didn't want to see we're looking for reputation and God saying, I need you to fear me. I don't need you to make me famous because I'm already, I already know who I am. When the devil took Jesus on the mountaintop and he said, I'll give you all of this. 
he didn't understand. See, Jesus said, no, 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 no. Further than the eye can see. I already know what my father has up in heaven. That's leadership. To pass up what you can see for the unseen. And I'll confess when I first got to Houston, and then I'll let my wife talk because I'm taking a ball. Yeah. I'm a preacher, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to let my wife talk and I want to hear. But, but watch this. When I first came to Houston, I was searching for names and I was searching for influence. You know, they got a lot of big mega churches out here, y'all. And Houston. And Atlanta, too. They got big mega churches. They got big time pastors. They got big time influencers. And and I and I searched them out and I began to try to find out who I could connect with so I can get my name out there. But watch this. God said this is the season of the unknowns. He said, I'm raising up, I'm raising up people that nobody else knows. And no man or woman will be able to take credit for it. No father or, or daughter in the faith, no, no, no one will, no overseer will be able to take credit for launching you. Nobody. And so God said, I'm raising up the no, the no names. And he said, Jason, stop trying to put your name out there. He said, let me raise you up. Wow. That's so good. That's so good. And I, one thing I love, just you were talking about Jesus, how he was a man with um, that didn't desire or didn't really use his reputation to uh, fulfill his assignment. Um, you know, he let his his walk do the talking, you know, as he went. Um, but I thought about, you know, Jen and my wife, Jasmine. Um, and I told you this before, Jason, how I feel like they're similar because um, they do things differently. Uh, and uh, Jesus, he did the same thing as far as how he went about his, his walk, but just his leadership. Um, how he how he displayed his leadership was just so different and the pharisees were so um just so uh uh shocked because it wasn't their regular their just normal you know priest or prophet you know but um i wanted to kind of get in the conversation um go ahead babe just um you know, you, I, I know you you think differently, um, which I'm, is why I'm glad I have Jen and, and my wife here on tonight, because I, I'm also thinking about the ones that you said you mentioned the no names and you mentioned the ones that uh, are, are not known. Um, but what about the ones that not only are not known, but have a different creativity, have a different mindset, how they approach leadership, how are called not really to the church, but outside the church. You know, um, Jen, go ahead and just kind of touch on that. I mean, we, and if you want, you can even share your revelation on arising. So when Jason was talking, the three things that came to mind was humility, and no, it was humility because we're talking about Jesus and his leadership. And I think the strongest. Well, his tactic, I don't want to say his tactic, but his, the reason why Jesus didn't really have a reputation for like him personally is because of his humility and his way of leading, which was through discipleship and 
That's good. His works was what people knew of. They didn't, didn't know who Jesus was, but they knew of his works. They knew of his gift. And that's even how the Bible says, like, your gift will make room. Your gift will bring you in front of great men. So of his gift, that was the reputation that he had. But him as a person, they didn't know him because he was so humble. And wow. And to be, you know, a great leader, you have to be humble because you have to know how to walk with people who who aren't, you know, called to the pulpit. You have to know how to walk with people who aren't, you know, your normal churchgoers, people who who are in sin, who are, you know, prostitutes. Like he walked with all those people because he was so humble and they accepted him so he could reach people that, you know, the people who were had reputation, had big names couldn't get to because yeah. of his humility. And then he did it through discipleships. He didn't, you know, he didn't go to them preaching a word every second. You know, he let them walk with him. You know, he showed he showed them his life. Wow. Like, I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to take you through this journey with me. So, mm. not only is I can teach you verbally, but I can teach you through my walk. I can teach you through my journey. So, I'm just, I'm grateful, you know, that I have Devin who understands, you know, how I feel about just the church or not saying, you know, I respect the church, you know, I think it's a big part of my ministry, but I'm also believe I'm called outside the church, called to the marketplace, to the arts, the entertainment mountain. So I just try to remain, you know, humble and and most creatives they have to go through that humiliation process because they have to go through things to they have to be humiliated to remain humble. They have to be stripped of all these, all these things that they, they thought they had. They have to be stripped down to, you know, that, that place of, I'm not all that I say, you know, I'm not all that people think I am. They can't, they can't see themselves as people see them. So that's sometimes I have to look at that. Like people may see me as, oh, you're so gifted. You're so creative. And, you know, sometimes I do get that excitement of, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for people to see that, but I have to remain humble and understand that that's not what it's about, you know. Even though I want my gift to make room, I want my gift to bring me in front of people, I want, but I want to remain unknown and want Jesus' name to be lifted up so people can come. Yeah, that's so good. That's, that's so good. Um, and uh, Jen, I'm gonna let you come in, but I just wanted to chime in on. She said, "Being and we, we've been saying it, just um, being unknown. You know that God is, uh, you know, revealing the unknowns. He's calling the unknowns. And uh, how I'm just thinking about how it's just a blessing and so important to um, to remain in the unknown." that position of the or that season of the unknown it, it's not all bad you know it's, it's good it's a purpose for it uh and um, i just want to encourage those who who may be feeling like you know they've been overlooked or um just haven't gotten that opportunity and, and um i know i've been there uh lately but i had to see the blessing and just um you know, this a this a God has a plan for everything. So where there, where it may not be my time now, my time is coming. You know, mm. and uh, 
you know, I'm thinking about David. He was on the backside of the mountain where before anybody knew him, you know, before they knew he can do this, what he can do, um, God was preparing him uh, in that, in the field. And when trouble came, David was ready and God raised him up to answer. And um, as leaders, I think it's just so important uh, not not to, not to just well, I was going to say it's so important that as leaders we we don't think that we have all the answers um, I mean it's important that we we have the answer for uh, certain things but then sometimes like she mentioned you know being humble um, making sure that we uh, not get in the way, but we point the people to the the one true answer, which is God, which is Jesus Christ. Um, so, because our wisdom and our logic and our understanding can get in the way, and um, so it's just so important when we're leading people that we understand that uh, you know, with all our intellect and with all our wisdom, um, we got to make sure we're not not only are we leading people, but we're leading people. Um, as Christ led or would want to lead his people. So being representations of Christ, um, it, I think it's just so important. But um, Jen, do you have anything that, did you have anything that you Man, it's so, so much um, has been said and really clicking to me. Even when you, before you started um, to ask Jason to share and you use the word hidden, right? And, and the Lord is just said, don't despise the hiding place. Don't despise the hiding place. And it, it's it's critical, right? Just like when we were in the womb and we were hidden away in the secret place. And it just like that baby that needs to be birthed forth out of this, right? We don't want that thing to be birthed prematurely. Right. And that happens in the natural and lungs are undeveloped and the baby is not really ready to be on the outside and different things have to take place in order to bring that baby to, to full you know, term incubators an incubator period right and so it's so critical the hiding place because that is like jasmine said we need to be stripped down we need to be jason said it too, we need to be stripped down and and brought down to a place where we can die to ourselves and be ready before he releases us into the unknown and so critical don't despise the hiding place it's critical it's critical somebody uh my mother-in-law used to always tell me this before we even got married. So the safest place to be is in the will of God. It's always the safest place to be. And we also know that his timing is perfect. It's critical. It's critical to the mission. It's critical to the survival of the thing that is within us. And so that hiding place, that that's that's where we started. And here, literally, when you, you said the word before Jason even started speaking, we started hidden here. And it was hard. It was extremely hard. Jason was like, look, we going back to Maryland. <laughs> Out of here. <laughs> no way, no way. But it, it was difficult. It was. It was a it was a hiding place. And God was stripping us completely of just everything. So that is no way that we can take the glory for anything that he's done. It's all him. This is all his. It's all him. We're only still here because of him. We can do nothing without him. And so the hiding place, like up here, just don't despise the hiding place. It's critical. And there'll come a time, you know, where he does say, okay, it's time to 
get on out of the nest. And for me, that's a little more difficult. Like I, I'm cool being in the unknown. I'm cool sitting in the background behind all of this on the other side of this camera. I'm, I'm cool with that, but I also have to be obedient. And I know that he's not going to let me stay in hiding. It's critical though. Critical. And there's a um, kind of a, a revelation I believe God gave me for was saying um, that the last few days, well, the last week I've been wrestling with is, you know, in leadership, um, in the hiding, right? So I, a lot of times there's a people moving to Hollywood that want to be actresses. They, it's, they're looking to be discovered. And so leaders love to be discovered. They people who go YouTube viral. Um, they want to be discovered. People who go on shows like American Idol and you know all these different shows to try to be discovered, to win contests and try out for teams and the Olympics. And there we live in a country and a nation and a people that want to be discovered. And then when we have a gift like Jasmine was talking about earlier, we try to get ourselves known. So we feel like if, if you want to be a famous singer, move to Nashville. You know, you, you want to put yourselves in places that that you can be discovered. You know, a lot of you hear a lot of stories about actresses and actors that they go to Hollywood and they wait tables and sleep, you know, on couches and do whatever they can do to be discovered. But watch this. God showed me, he said in leadership, he said, Jason, you've been spending too much time being trying to be discovered. And he said, leaders he said it's time for uncovering and, and and when you talked about david david was uncovered his heart he wasn't discovered but he was uncovered and so when you said about david when he went to fight goliath he made a decision in himself to fight goliath that's leadership <laughs> he made a decision the holy spirit never told him to fight goliath he went and made a decision to fight goliath if you go back in the word to look a lot of people they think Oh, you know, David got raised up by God. Actually, David did get raised up by taking initiative in leadership, going to fight the giant in the name of the Lord because he was in righteous um, anger and he knew. He said, I got to protect and honor the honor of God. And so he made a decision within himself to go fight a giant to protect the people from the enemy. And so that's leadership. That's being out and making the decision that I'm going to do what God wants me to do regardless. And so he didn't have the Holy Spirit to tell him like we do. How much more can we be used in leadership if we're uncut? And so this is a season where God's uncovering hearts, even with the racism deal, even with COVID-19 and all these different things that we're going through in hiding, God is uncovering hearts. He's uncovering leaders. And so he's he's making... And so in the regards of unknown, God kind of gave Jennifer some, some ideas about that to share. Oh, to just the unveiling, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just a few analogies again, just like when you, a painting, right? When it's, a, you, you see someone who unveils a painting, it's usually covered up first and, you know, you, you unveil it and, and remove the covering and then everybody sees masterpiece. And you know the Bible tells us that we are God's masterpiece, right? We've been created anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good works that have already been planned out for us. And so there's this unveiling that that, like Jason said, uncovered. 
right? It's not always evident after you uncover a piece of art that it's a masterpiece. And if you look back at some of the most beautiful and and, uh, most famous masterpieces as far as art is concerned, you couldn't always see right away. You might have to turn it upside down and do a little something like this, but it's kind of like with God, right? God looks at the heart. He looks at the heart and we tend to look at the outward appearance. We take on that, even the Jasmine was talking about when he, he went about and his life, you know, spoke the things that he did, mm. right? And you see the fair, this Pharisee ways of, of people that we tend to look at the outward appearance and we're looking at the, this person and that, oh, they don't look like a leader or they don't look like this. So they can't do this or that. And God looks at the heart and it's the same thing with David, right? He was a man after God's own heart. And see, unveil, he wants to unveil and uncover the masterpiece, which we are, wow. which we are. Same thing with Esther. If you think about um, when the king, you know, had had the women come, it was her beauty, her natural beauty that got her in the door, right? But the part that of the story that changed and saved the whole people and had a generational impact was her having the courage to unveil her true identity as a Jew. To have the courage to come before the king, you know, you could be killed for that, right? Her natural beauty got her in the door, but it was the unveiling, the uncovering of her true identity that saved the whole people and had generational impact down through the generations. Wow, that's awesome. Just what we think is is uh, you know maybe ugly, so to speak, or embarrassed, embarrassing. Um, God could use that as a as a masterpiece is what I'm getting from what you just said. Uh, but how it can um, bless so many others, but really set a lot of people free. Um, so I, I, I'm, that's awesome. Uh, and I hope, you know, those who are watching are just encouraged, you know, those who are on the backside of the mountain, you know, whatever you, you've gone through, um, just be encouraged because there's a masterpiece in every single step. Um, and, and, and trial that you went through, it's uh, all part of God's masterpiece. Um, you know, I think about, uh, what's his name? Um, Joseph? Yeah, Joseph. How just all the things Joseph went through um, and to be betrayed by his brothers. Um, but everything that he went through, he used, you know, God used that to open the door for the next step. You know, part uh, uh, part of his, um, you know, his calling and his destiny. Um, and I think, would you guys say? And I know, I don't know, baby, if you want to chime in on this, but uh, some people are maybe ashamed. You know, why? Why is it? Why is it? Maybe some people are ashamed. You know, or don't want to necessarily maybe take that that next step of who God's calling them to be or um, you know maybe timid or just don't want to answer the call to their leadership and leadership when we say leadership it doesn't you know not everybody's called to the church we're not talking about necessary position um, or title um, but simply inspiring people you know that's one of the definitions of a leader inspiring people yes
become a leader or because even I think of you know my job I'm a um, assistant manager at my bridal shop and you know every day I don't get everything right I need help I need to ask my other assistant manager questions I may maybe even need to ask like someone who's under me a question or something so I just I believe that there shouldn't be I mean I can't say there shouldn't be anything that you shouldn't be ashamed of because there are going to be things that you may not make it you may make a mistake or you may feel like you know I don't have it all and I lack confidence and and when it comes to the church or when it comes to spiritual things you have to see just a deeper concept for it you have to just ask God like to to check your heart ask God to develop your character to you know you have to go through training you can't be afraid to say you know I need help in this area I need to learn more about my skill I need to learn more on how to talk to people I need to take public speaking I need to you know do some things that will develop me beyond what my gift already has so it's just being able that's it go, goes back to being you know humble humility I have to just come back down to that place like hey I'm a human being I need help I need guidance you know I I need covenant I need people around me that can help you know build me a lot of leaders I feel like you know they're they're afraid to build people up because they're afraid they're going to lose a spot mm-hmm. or they feel like maybe you know, if I build this person up, I may not be important anymore. But I think the goal of being a leader is to build other leaders so you can pass it down. There's always gonna be a next generation after you. There's always gonna be somebody that needs to fill your position one day. Like you're not gonna be the same age for the rest of your life. <laughs> things that you used to do, somebody else can come with a new level of it. So True. Yeah, I think covenant is the answer. Just yeah. building good covenant with other people, other leaders, yeah. and not being afraid to be vulnerable. That's good. And one thing I love about uh, you know you guys, um, Jen, Jason, since I've known you, you guys have always um, been just so so adamant about discipleship and um fellowship and just developing community around you guys um and that's so crucial it's 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 a key because like you said in order to be who god has called us to be in order for us to go um or be able to lead people um we gotta be discipled you know we gotta be um we gotta be trained some way somehow because there's someone who's gone before us who's been there before um and uh but that's one thing i love about you guys even before you guys name all the things that the list of what you guys do you know back in maryland i knew you guys before um people really know much about you you know i can say you've been consistent um and i was to say that's that's another key yeah, another key point, consistency. Consistency. Uh, if we're going to be leaders, just being consistent. Consistent. Even when you get it wrong, stay consistent. That's good. Stay consistent. That is good. That's so good. Yeah. Develop 
development. That's another yeah. Development. That's it. That's it. I love how you keep bringing it back to humility, Jasmine, because yes. that's that's really what it is, right? And it being a servant leader, that's what Jesus was. The greatest. In order to be the greatest of all, you got to be the servant of all. And in order to stay in that place, you have to stay in a place of humility. Like even when you get it wrong, if if you if you got it all figured out as a leader, and you've arrived at a, as a leader, you don't need no training. You don't need nobody to tell you nothing. You don't need nobody to surround you and come. If if that's if that's where you arrive to, that's a scary place. That's a scary place. But staying in a humble place of Look, I I am a human being. I'm surrendered to him who knows all and do all, has no limitations as far as anything. I'm a human and I need him to do anything. I need him to do anything and I still might get it right. And when I don't, being able to receive that grace, then humble myself and to be able to keep it I mean that that's critical. It's critical to the course of this thing, and and so that that's just where it's at. Uh, he was the greatest leader of all, as he was serving it all. And stay in that place, man. That's that's leadership. Yeah, yeah that's. So good. I feel like sometimes people get it mixed up with humility. Mm-hmm. They feel like okay, yeah, I'm humble, but I'm scared as well. Like you have to be scared to remain humble. And Jesus, that's one thing, you know, he was humble, but he wasn't he wasn't afraid to, you know, to use his gifts. He wasn't afraid to speak to people. He wasn't afraid to work, you know, in the name of God. Like he didn't use his own name. He, you know, was his father's son. And he said, you know, even with deliverance, deliverance was another, you know, great ministry of his mm-hmm. where Everywhere he walked, people got delivered. Mm. Just of his spirit of love, he didn't have to, you know, he didn't have to be demonstrative. demonstrative. He just walked in love and humility and demons flee. Yeah. Let it go. Yes. In the name of Jesus, demons yeah. flee. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so good. I want to say something that Jasmine said a little bit ago about the disciple making of um, that Jesus did and how he showed people. You know, it's um, the Lord was showing me the other day. He said, you know, leaders just don't obtain followers, but they create followers. Leaders don't just obtain followers, but they create followers. Meaning that Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. So if I could, in, I believe a judgment day at the end when we stand before God, God is going to say, how many Jesus followers did you create? Not how many Instagram followers did you create? You know what I'm saying? So so it's good to have a lot of followers. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's better to create them. Yeah. It goes to a deeper level because to create followers is more humility. And it's less people knowing your name. <laughs> it, it is. It, it, it's just le- it's less people knowing who you are and more people knowing who he is. Yeah. But yet your influence. One um one example is John Maxwell. You know John Maxwell. He's a leadership. He defines leadership as influence. Yeah. Yeah. 
what he said was his goal in life was to create one million leaders. He's one of the most influential men to walk the earth right now because he made a decision to create one million leaders, not followers, but leaders. And so it would be significant to have one million followers, but it would be better to create one million leaders because then your your influence is exponential and it and multiplies. explain real quick you know the lord gave you a revelation as, as far as what the word arising means um which those who are watching if you're just tuning in we're, we're just talking about leadership um subject uh the arising leaders um because i believe god is raising up leaders um leaders but like jason said and jen said the unknown he's un- unraveling on un- un- you know revealing uh, uncovering um, leaders that are yet to, you know, to be known. Um, just go ahead and just explain that revelation that the Lord gave you. I think it's, it was so good and I think it's so important uh, as far as when we talk about leadership. Um, I think this is the foundation or the dynamic of leadership. Um, and when she explains it, I think you guys will know what I mean by that. So God had spoke to me concerning just, you know, my development and my life as, you know, just walking into a new person. And um, I was just riding in the car and I heard the Lord tell me to look up two words, rise and arise. So, you know, I looked up rise and it meant to be, you know, promoted to that next position or, you know, to, to keep moving up. And um, arise meant to become a new person. So the Lord would share with me that you know I've been rising, I've been you know being promoted. Like I just I use my job as an example. I started off as a stylist, which is like the first level of the job that I had, and then I you know went up to the next level to a master stylist, and I went up to the next level, and then I went up to assistant manager, and. The Lord was saying, you know, you're, you've been, you know, promoted, you've been, even in ministry, you know, you've got licensed, but have you become a new person? Not, not salvation, but have you, have you like, I know my, I talked to my apostle about it last night and he was saying how, you know, yes, I believe you becoming a new person will be, you know, you vocalizing and, and you know, speaking up more, you know, showing people your voice, showing people that, you know, there are things that you have to say. There are people, you know, that want to listen. People that, you know, are attached to your voice. So when they look at rise and arise, it's the difference between just being promoted. And, uh, you can, you can keep being promoted, but if you're the same person in the promotion, it's like, how can you go closer to your destiny, to what God called you to be, if you haven't became that new person in the promotion? That's good. That is good. That's good. And, uh, Again, it just goes back to uh, my mind goes back to Jesus, how she was talking about, um, you know, when people walk by, people were delivered. Um, you know, things broke and chains broke. Uh, and, and she was talking about just being a new person, being changed on each level. Um, 
I think a good leader is one that uh, is not only being changed, but others are being changed around them. Yeah. Um, but I also thought about this. The Lord gave me this revelation how um, a good leader also, no matter what level he's on or she is on, uh, they they can work that level. You know, they can really they can affect change no matter where they are. And I think God is, wow, I, I think God is, not only is he uncovering Jason, the unknowns, and, um, but I, I think the Lord is adding increasing um, influence and he's adding um, favor and he's adding um, and increasing us, the, the unknowns, to be able to be influenced no matter where we are. Yeah. Be um, what's yes. the term? Multi, multi dimensional. Yes, yes. Wow. And um, I, I think we're going, we're seeing that more and more and more. Where, uh, like you said, Jason, people who are just trying to be discovered, uh, and you know, there's a, they put a video out and they go viral. Um, but um, what about the leaders that we know now? Um, that were working their crafts and honing their skills before anybody knew them. You know, in that place of what they consider a low place, they were working, or like Jen said, in the hiding place. Um, they were affecting people even in that place, whether it's working at McDonald's, whether it's you know, the, the lowest of jobs. Um, I think once we, I guess that leads me to our mindset, just changing our mindset and how we see things, our perspective. Um, and one thing that I thought about was, or the Lord told me, it's not necessarily position or title, but it's perspective. Good. Mm, that's good. How you see a thing, how you view a thing. And, wow. um, uh, I, I think that's, wow. that, that, that's the most important thing. And I think we got it twisted. Whereas I, I know I have, whereas like, okay, a leader is, we think about position. Right. Know, but it's not it's not really that at all that that's the last of of the things on the list um, but it's really your perspective because if i have a viewpoint um or if my view is connected to you know talking spiritually to god's view um then i can have the position or not have the position i can still be an effective leader yes that's so good Devin. And I think John, I think you said uh, uh, Jonathan Maxwell. He yes. talked about the five of leadership. And I thought that was so important. Um, mm -hmm. I was being trained at my job because I'm a supervisor. Right. And they were going over the five um, levels of leadership. And I thought it was so key or so important. And one of the one uh, steps was uh, position. Yeah, was, the first one was position, permission. Yeah, and then you have people development and as we talked about that just developing people and and the last step is uh the pinnacle the pinnacle which is the highest step mm, wow and, and he explains how this this level is not a resting place but for leaders to stop and view their success but it's um it's a reproducing place mm. So, you know, a leader's um, effective or a great leader is one that can reproduce, you know, be consistent, recreate, whether that's in people 
um, or uh, in in systems. Wow. You know, so. All right, we're, we're done. Day. Turn off the show. We don't need no more. Look. That's the word right there. Oh, my Look. goodness. My I God. Was mouthful, but I just wanted to. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, that was. That was powerful. <laughs> it's, it's not, like you said, right? It's, it's not about a position or a mm-hmm. title, but it's your perception of where you're positioned. Your perception of where you're positioned, man, it takes me back to a place and I might get emotional. I might have to have you finish. <laughs> Woo! Because, see, um, in that hiding place where God had us before, it became a real dark place for, for him. And um, it was extremely difficult. He was dying. Dying. And um, for me, as his wife, I knew. I saw God. I knew it was a stripping away that God was doing in him. Yeah. But as his wife, I have to watch him go through that. Yeah, wow, wow. Wow. But what the Lord has shown me, and he's, you know, waiting, and, you know, he's in the hiding place, and he's being stripped, and it's dark, and he's depressed, and he wanted to leave, but God was showing me. He he was being a pastor at work and he didn't even realize it because he was it was such a dark deep place that he was in he was pastoring people at work praying for people somebody literally was suicidal he prayed for them talked to them he was there were a lot of young people in different stages and things in their life was using him to pastor his employees and so it was just his perception of his position and once he saw it it was like oh wait a minute i don't need the title i don't need a building i don't need a anything god is using me right here at work a job that i hate i despise it's taking me away from my family i'm working nights i don't have much to give at home but God is using me right here in this position. It reminds me of the scripture, not to despise humble beginning. You know, yeah. when we're faithful over little, then we'll be blessed with much, right? But that's what it's about. And even in the beginning, our job would say, like, God's called leaders, spiritual leaders, to into the marketplace. See, we need to be his hands and feet everywhere. Right. Dream movement long before that. The market where we shop, it would I frequent, I go to Starbucks. Hate it or leave it, whatever you want to do with it. I know we had some recent things going on with Starbucks. But that's where in the early years of us being here and me, you know, shopping at the supermarket, that's where he was allowing me to be used to minister to be. I had no clue, like, wow, God leave home, leave from the store and on the way home be like, God, like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? Um, our our um, Starbucks shut down for a minute due to COVID. And um, I went back one day and they gave me a card. And here my daughter was with us. Here I'm thinking, I was like, oh, they made to give me a free drink or something like that. And I didn't open it for a couple days and it sat in the car. And I went and got it out the car and every single barista in there had written something in this card for me. I was like, oh my gosh, like what 
like just to not know even know some of them their names and different things but just my interactions with them through a drive-through most of the time and i'm just being me and doing me the impact that it had on them and i'm not boasting myself this is god this is i had no clue even but to see some of the things that they wrote and i was just like whack it was just a true testament to like we we gotta be the church we gotta be the leader that we're the rising leader that he's calling us to be like you said right where we're positioned mm. having the right perception of where we're positioned whether you hate the job or not whether you're under or you're overqualified for the job or not having a healthy perception a god perception of your where you're positioned the influence that can happen from that place well, it's interesting because i um Wow, I learned a big lesson when I said I was strict, you know, moving from Maryland to here and the job that Jennifer's talking about, I was a supervisor overnight and I had a lot of officers who were in security that I was, you know, supervising and God told me to serve and I didn't see it. You know, I, I really didn't see how I could be used there. I was being used because I limited my mindset to the church or, you know, having a platform or you know, going up on a stage or be on a video or podcast like this. I, I thought that was the influence and success. And boy, was I, I missed it. And so God had to reveal. And so even watch this. This is really powerful because God showed me this as Jennifer was saying that about being in position. And I thought about, he said, place. So I was in a place that didn't have a lot of influence, but I had a position. But then when I was in Maryland, I was in a I was in a, a place that had a lot of influence, but I didn't have a high position. Yeah. Wow. So I, I had the privilege, you know, of working. I was in the White House, you know, and I would work in a, amongst the highest leaders in the country, literally with the president. You know, I met him, took pictures. I was doing some work, but positionally I wasn't up in the cabinet or I wasn't on Senate or nothing like that. But because I was in the place, everybody was like, wow, Jason, you work at the White House. And I've stepped foot on every ground of the White House except the White House bedroom. I've literally been. And so God had me in a place, but not in position. But then he took me out the place and put me in a position to test my heart. And then when he took me in position, to be over like 30, 40 officers. Then he said, he said, watch this. He, I said, God, why do you have me here? He said, because you're not as humble as you think. <laughs> and so I had to strip away everything. I had to strip away position. I had to strip away humility. I had to strip the place away that you used to be. Yeah. You had some identity when you were working in the White House and people said, oh, great job. Because you were doing real well. It appeared to be, but watch this, God said, no, 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 no. I need to strip the place. I need to strip the position so your identity won't be in where you work. Mm. And a lot of us, a leadership, a lot of us have identity of where we work, who we work for, and our businesses and our successes and what we deem the American dream. And God is saying in the kingdom is the opposite. Because when the rich man was said, when Jesus said, you know, the rich man said, I, I've kept all these commandments and I've done everything you ask God. He said, go sell everything you own. And he went away and put his head down because he couldn't give up the very possessions because the possessions had him. And so that's where his influence was. That's where his leadership was. And that's why he couldn't sell everything that he owned. And so that's another thing. When we came to Maryland, we basically gave everything we owned away. 
God can strip everything financially, physically, mentally. I need to strip you down to a place where when you go to Texas, you're a nobody and you have nothing. And I was like, wow. Before I can create you to be the leader that I've called you to be, you got to start with nothing. He said, that's why I made you out of clay. That's why I made you out the dust of the ground. From the dust you were made and from the dust you'll return. And so when we look at ourselves, it's nothing. Without God, we're nothing. Then that's what we raised up in the kingdom. My God. Woo! Jesus. <laughs> man, I, thank you guys. Um, I just feel the Holy Spirit right there, and we can end there. Um, from there, I just want to, uh, you know, encourage somebody. I, I, well, I pray that you guys were blessed for those who've been watching. Um, definitely want to do this again, but we, we really just wanted to come on tonight, guys, and just encourage, you know, you, you all, those who are watching. Because there's a lot of you that are watching. You've been feeling a tug since you've been on this live um some somehow some way the lord saw fit for you to tune in uh and it's because there's another level that the god is taking you um and there's a, a a new place that he's taking you like um you know pastor jason said um and uh, his wife you know some of you might have gone through or may just be in a dark place but i want to encourage you that um that place is there's the masterpiece in it as jen said but also god is getting you prepared to be in position you're coming out of the place and you're going into position now um and, and so um you being on tonight it's just a sign that god has not forgotten about you um and you might be unknown now but um the lord wants to keep it that way because he doesn't want anybody to take the credit. He doesn't want anybody, most importantly, to abuse and manipulate um, what you have to offer. So um, I just wanted to encourage um, you know, that person, man or, or woman, uh, young person. Um, I, I really sense that uh, a lot of young people, uh, um, you know, you've been hurt and disappointed, but this is the season that you're coming into um, a, a new place and a, and a new position. And this is a season that you're coming into um, where you might be unknown, but the Lord, your character is going to make you known. Your character, what you bring, what you offer, um, it is not only is it going to make you known, but most importantly, it's going to make the God inside of you known. And so God is trusting you on this next level um, of, of your life, of your journey. And it's now it's time to step into, to step into that. It's not time to accept the role. Um, uh, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm just prophesying over you that um, your best days are ahead of you and that you're walking into a new season. You're right, you're right where you need to be. You're at the right place at the right time, and God is moving um, people out uh, uh, so that you can replace them in the name of Jesus. Um, Jason, I don't know, or Jen, you know, as we close, if you guys just want to, um, you know, 
prayers out and pray for those who uh those future leaders and if you feel anything as far as just giving the word of the lord uh go right ahead um lord we pray right now that everyone that is watching that will be watching Lord, you arise your leaders Lord, you there's somebody tonight that you've impacted so great that it's caused them to change their whole direction of life to cause them to make decisions based on what you've been showing them lord it, it's causing them to step up in leadership in a way they've been never before and Lord, they've been striving. Some people on this call, they've been striving to become. They've been striving to try to prove or create or make things happen. But God says tonight, if you just rest in me, if you let me guide your path, I'll direct you through my spirit. I'll, let me lead the way. The Holy Spirit says tonight, let me lead the way. And I will show you, I will take you to a land that you've never been before. I'll take you to a place. I'll give you things. I'll, I'll equip you. I'll put people around you that will help you lead. And as Devin said tonight, if you can just get the revelation to lead right where you're at. It doesn't matter positionally. It doesn't matter if you're a janitor or a CEO. God looks at you the same through the eyes of God in his kingdom. There's no position in the kingdom. There's only his position. And if we can follow after him, Paul said, follow after me as I follow Christ. And we can position ourselves to follow Jesus. My God, we'll see miracles, signs, and wonders. And I just want to encourage someone tonight that if we can just follow his path and his way, he'll lead us and then we can lead others. In Jesus' name. Lord God, we thank you, God, for Devin, Lord God, mm -hmm. yes. the man of God. We thank you for him, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, as, as he continues to arise, Lord God, as a leader, yes. Lord God. Oh, God, that you would, Lord, speak, Father, loud and clear, Lord God, to him and to Jasmine, God, mm -hmm. as they go forth, Lord God, walking in obedience to the things that you've called them to, Lord. Yes. Oh, Lord God, that you would allow them to continue to arise, Father, to arise in you, God, to greater heights in you, Lord God. Show them the deep places, the secret things in you, Lord. Continue to reveal, Lord God, to continue to strengthen and cover and keep their marriage, Father. In Jesus' name, Lord God, cover their children, God. In Jesus' name. And Lord God, as this podcast and it continues to grow, Lord God, Lord God, shine down your face upon it. Show your favor, God. Let it yes. grow, Lord God, not mm. just in number, but in influence, God, as yes. we've been talking today, Lord God. Mm. It's not about quantity, Lord God, but about the influence, the impact yes. that it will have on your kingdom, God. Yes. So like that, Devin, lose sight of that, Lord God. Strengthen him, God. Cover and keep them, Lord. And those who are listening, Lord God, as they are in the hiding place, Lord. Oh, Lord God, hide them, Lord God. As they're in the hiding place, let their yes. character, Lord God, grow and catch up with the calling, Father. Lord God, let, Lord God, the things, Lord God, that they may be holding on to, Lord God, that they can't take into the place. Mm. Oh, Lord God, strip it away, Father. Strip it away, Lord God. 
Let them strive to be of no reputation as you did, Father, mm. humbling yourself to death, death on a cross. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, encourage your people, Lord God. Encourage the leaders, Lord God, that you are calling to rise up for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I just want to say, Devin, um, every, every time you have a podcast and give a way, a platform, every time you create a platform, God's going to give you more. Mm. Every every week that you have a podcast, God's going to increase your platform because everything you give away, he's going to give not only in return, but he's going to multiply it. Mm. So every amount of influence that we have, you're going to have ours and multiply. Every influence, every person that you have on this call, you can take their influence and multiply it. Every time you give away a platform, you'll receive one. Mm. He's multiplying your influence because you're humble, because you're not, you don't have the ability because you're willing. You, you won't take credit for it. You don't have all the training. You don't have all the tools. You don't even have all the equipment, but you have the heart. And God's uncovering you right now. He's uncovering your heart. There's tons of people better than you, but they're not called. You're called. He's going to multiply every influential person that you bring and more in your life, in your life. And he's going to continue to raise you up for everything you give out will be multiplied. Everything. And even your, even your seed, even your, your, um, child that was on tonight, even your baby, their, their influences, their kids, children's children, your children's children will be influential and they will continue to perpetuate what God has put in you. Even your baby girl, she will experience multiplication in every single facet of her life. And when you become a grandfather, you'll be like the father of many nations. And as you get older, you'll see all these videos that have been recorded. This will be history. And every person that you've had on, as God raises them up, God's going to raise you up. And they're going to say, that is the platform. This is the show where God first exposed me and took me out of the hiding. Your assignment is taking people out of hiding right now. Woo, feel the spirit on that. You're releasing people from the hiding place. God's using you and your wife to release people out of the hiding. And you're not qualified, but you're called. And God chose you. And it don't measure it by views. Don't measure it by who watches. Because God is watching. And God sees you. And he's going to use this podcast greatly for his kingdom. It's going to multiply fast. It's going to go viral in the kingdom, much greater than natural. It's going to go viral in the kingdom. All heaven is rejoicing. Angels are singing right now. Holy, holy, holy. Because Devin has decided to obey God. And even to the point where you brought in your wife tonight, God's going to multiply her in every single facet and use every gift and talent and ability because she's humble. And when she spoke that word of wisdom, that was life-changing for me. 
That was life changing. Just receiving. talk about multi-dimensional it's like you were speaking into the future mm-hmm. and I saw you I saw your words I saw your words um uh, 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 I saw people getting unstuck they were, mm-hmm. they were in a place of, of just they, they couldn't move you know um they were like in a tight tight spot, tight place. And I just saw your words as it was being spoken over me. I saw those words um, finding um, those who were unstuck. And uh, I don't know who that's you were explaining when that place Jason was Mm -hmm. I feel in a sense that um, for a lot of people some people have shared it some some people haven't shared it um, but they're in a dark dark place um, and it's literally eating them up Um, but thank you God that he's brought um, pastors after his own heart like you guys sent Um, we're sent here tonight to really encourage and um, I see those people getting unstuck and so Father we just um, we thank you Lord God for your freedom because your word declares where there uh, where there's two or three gather your name you're in the midst and uh, uh, where there are two or three Father um, where the spirit of the Lord is rather there's liberty so Father we thank you for your liberty we thank you thank you that your liberty and your freedom is being released it's being released Lord it's discovering oh God uh, those leaders in the kingdom those leaders Father that you have called to the marketplace those leaders that you have called to Father and to the business to uh, the seven mountains and I thank you Lord God that you are placing them even now Father I thank you Lord God that you're uh, causing their hearts to be mended in this and the, the, um, the fear oh God and the torment Lord uh, and the uh, confusion and the double mindedness of who they are um, or um, if this is what they should do or route or um, direction they should take I thank you Lord that you make clarity and that you give revelation and wisdom because of tonight our obedience oh God 
God, our yes, but simply of the fact, oh God, because of our willingness, Lord, to get off the way and for you to be seen. We thank you, Father, yes. that, um, uh, uh, that you're causing the doors, oh God, the jailhouse doors to be open and chains to be broken, Father. We thank you, oh God, for clarity. We thank you for those who have been inspired, those who have been life changed, uh, those, Father, who have um, uh, uh, just uh, were gathered, Lord, here tonight, Lord, and received just an, another level of strength to go on, God. In the God, of uh, our uh, events, our life events, world events. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that there's still a group of uh, leaders, oh God, um, the unknowns, Father, the never heard uh, of, Father, the ones that have never been seen before, um, that you have not forgotten about them, but you have called, called them, oh God, to such a time as this. You have called them, Father, you justified them, Lord. You have qualified them in the spirit, Lord, through the blood of Jesus um, to, to, oh God, to decree the acceptable year of the Lord, to decree the acceptable year, the jubilee year father a new beginning father and thank you lord um for just uh, a supernatural uh, um um power oh god we thank you father god for unique gifts for um crazy gifts father god that we've yet to see lord we thank you father god for uh, um those leaders oh god um um women father i thank you even now i i and that's what i needed to say um uh, uh, I, I see women raising up um um i, I, I see duos I, I see you know men and women marriages uh tag teams as far as leaders walking together um uh, and, and not not competing not walking together and that's one thing the lord showed me with uh jason our wives being here tonight we were literally standing in the gap and, and um like intercessors and midwives in the spirit for those who um you know those women those women that god has called to be leaders um like jen you know who uh, uh uh just wanted to be in the background so to speak and okay um but god calling them to another level um, yes. I, I see that i see that thank you so father we thank you yes. we glory yes. last thing and then uh um, other leaders and you've been trying to mimic not to take what they do but just trying to kind of use it as a, a training ground trying to kind of take notes of what they do to kind of form your own thing but the Lord says that what you need is inside of you and the blueprint that you're looking for is not in uh, uh, a Bishop T.D. Jakes is not in a uh, uh, the leaders that we we see and that we know and we thank God for them. But the Lord says, "I've created you to be so unique." Like Jason, Pastor Jason said, um, "From the dust I created you. I I 
cause life or, or breath into your lungs. You know, the, the Hebrew root or the Greek word for that, I believe, is ruach, the ruach of God, the breath of God, um, which literally means God putting uh, your his stamp of approval, his mark upon you. Um, God has um, marked you for greatness, and that greatness inside of you comes with the blueprint that you already need to be successful. Um, what I want to say is that as you continue to, to live or continue to discover um, yourself in God, the Lord says that the blueprints you need for the next step or for that opportunity, the next door, um, um, to be open, um, the connections that you need um, for your gift to make room, the Lord says the blueprints to follow step by step is inside of you. It's inside the word declares that uh, um, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Yes. Uh, but greater that is in me, that is in yes, excuse me, greater that is in me that he is in the world. So there's greater inside of you. There's greater, there's another level of greatness inside of you. And the Lord says, if you would um, uh, uh, trust me, and if you would trust what I've placed inside of you, watch me blow your mind this year. And before 2020 is out, watch God blow your mind of who you are and what's inside of you. Because there's someone waiting. There's somebody waiting for you. You know, uh, and I'll say this last thing. And, and, and talk about the stripping, the stripping. The reason why the Lord has been stripping you, you've been feeling held down, is because uh, um, there's been things like Jason and Jen said uh, uh, that we have put on that we were never supposed to carry. Whether it was our reputation, um, the, the the celebrations of men, um, and, and we put all that stuff on it, and it's built and built, but it's been holding us down. So the Lord says. The stripping season that you've been feeling, that weighing down season, uh, or uh, of things that you've been, you know, that's been weighing you down. The Lord says, "I had to strip all that so that you can uh, uh, totally be free, so that you can walk up in your in your the next to that next level that your destiny and your purpose, what I've called you to be and to do, with no baggage, and with no." Uh, um, with no regrets and with no delays or lack. Um, so, uh, um, the word declares, and I believe Galatians um, uh, 6 and 3, where it talks about um, you should reap if you faint not. You know, do not grow weary in your due season, but do not grow weary, but in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Well, I want to declare to you, you're now in your due season. You're now in your due season. You're now in your due season. If you're if if I still have people watching, I just want you to type in that I'm now in my due season. It's now due season. It's now due season for you. I want you to declare that over yourself because it's now due season for you. You've been you've been fighting you've been you've been striving you've been pressing I, I know covid has hit you i know you you've been experiencing and and seeing all these world events transpired um but the lord wants you to know that it is now due season it's your due season yes thank you galatians 6 9 that's what it is um it, it's due season for you now it's now your due season and everything that the caterpillar the canker worm has eaten up the locust has eaten up the lord says he's about to give you back a hundred fold yes 
So Father, we can thank you, Lord, for everything that we have gone through, Father, that has not been for nothing. Because those there's people, Father, who feel like they've been left all alone, oh God, to, to just figure all this out with no blueprint, with no with no strategy, Father, of how to become what you have called us to be. But Father, I thank you, Lord, that you have given us pastors, you have given us covenant friends, Lord, you have given us uh, uh, um, the, the, uh, a system of discipleship, Father, to, um, to, oh God, to train us and to teach us, oh God, to encourage us, Father, that we are more than what meets the eye, that we are, oh God, uh, um, greater and that we are anointed, Father, and that we are successful. So, Father, we thank you, we love you, and we give you glories in Jesus' name. Jesus Amen. 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 Wow. Bless you, man. We love you so much. Love you. Thank you guys for imparting um, and just releasing um, just an open heaven um, over not just in where you are, but in Atlanta and for in, even in London, because I have some friends, uh, I believe Victoria, uh, my friend Carl, who are from London, who were watching, who um, were blessed on tonight. So you just released an open heaven. And um, I, I thank you guys, because now um, we can walk in it with no baggage. That's right. Yes. Amen. Amen. Bless you. Give Jasmine a baby girl I love. Oh, this is amazing. Honored and privileged to be part of tonight. Very humble. Yes, absolutely. Well, guys, we're going to do this again. Um, okay. Yeah, we'd love to. Yes, we're going to do this again. Um, and uh, I'll definitely be posting this, sharing okay. this, and uh, it's going to be on the podcast. Um, so, you know, for those who are not following, uh, follow the Soundbox Musicians Podcast um, where you can hear the replay. You can um, you can hear it on Facebook Live or um, I'll definitely have it on my YouTube page. Again, it's called The Soundbox or um, the podcast um, where it's called The Soundbox as well. You can, so it's a couple of very um, ways, platforms where you can get this um, teaching, you know, and be able to write notes and do whatever you need to do so that you can be the leader, um, the rising leader. Thank you, guys. Love you, Devin. Bless you, sir. So proud of you. Talk to you soon. Yes.